A U.S. Assistant Secretary of State spoke with Taiwan officials over teleconference Thursday morning on issues of military and political collaboration. The meeting was announced the day before by the U.S. Department of State and confirmed by Taiwan Foreign Minister Joseph Wu. Let's go to him now. Taiwan and the U.S. have diverse multi-layered channels of dialogue. In the future, on the basis of our solid pre-existing foundation, we will continue to maintain close communication with the U.S. on various issues and deepen exchanges. This military dialogue has already been smoothly carried out. This political-military dialogue has been in place for years. This year it was conducted by means of teleconference because of the pandemic. The Ministry of National Defense has always used the dialogue to explore bilateral practical cooperation. We just heard there from the Deputy Defence Minister. Our sources say this time that the two sides exchange views on the recent expansion of Chinese power and its impact on the Indo-Pacific. The meeting also addressed technical issues such as US support for Taiwan's F-16 repair centre. China is facing a groundswell of condemnation over Wednesday's mass arrest of democracy activists in Hong Kong. 53 people, including opposition lawmakers, were detained in early morning raids on charges of subversion. For Beijing, it's a move of unprecedented scale, the biggest crackdown yet under Hong Kong's new national security law. It's drawn censure from leaders around the world, including President Tsai Ing-wen, who pledged that Taiwan will not turn its back on Hong Kong. Early Wednesday morning, Hong Kong police launched the city's biggest crackdown since Beijing imposed a security law last year. Former Hong Kong lawmaker and Democratic Party member Lam Chuk Ting posted to Facebook a video of his own arrest. Lam was just one of the many arrested. Others included former Democratic Chairman Wu Qiwai and District Councilors Gary Fan and Jimmy Sham. Also detained were Benny Tai, a former associate professor at the University of Hong Kong's Faculty of Law, and U.S. human rights lawyer John Clancy. We have arrested 53 persons for the offenses of subversion under the, uh, uh, the, the, um, the national security law. Those arrested had been involved in an unofficial primary election last July initiated by Benny Tai, among others. The goal was to put pressure on the Hong Kong government by winning a majority or at least 35 seats for pro-democracy candidates in the September legislative election. Hong Kong Chief Executive Carrie Lam decried the primary as illegal. I would just to put down a further note of warning. If this so-called primary uh, election's uh, purpose is to achieve the ultimate goal of um, uh, delivering a, what they call a 35 plus with the objective of uh, objecting to resisting every policy initiative of the Hong Kong SL government, then it may fall into the category of subverting the state power. The suspects had a vicious plan to paralyze the special administrative area's government. As such, police action was required and necessary. The relevant Hong Kong authorities have the right to take action in accordance with the law. The sweeping roundup of pro-democracy activists has drawn condemnation worldwide. U.S. Secretary of State nominee Antony Blinken openly criticized the arrests on Twitter, calling them an assault on those bravely advocating for universal rights. The Biden-Harris administration will stand with the people of Hong Kong and against Beijing's crackdown on democracy. 
President Tsai, whose voice support for Hong Kong activists in the past, also commented on the crackdown. On Facebook, she said the mass arrest showed that Beijing has walked back its promise to grant a high degree of autonomy to Hong Kong for 50 years. Taiwan is on the front line against China, she wrote. And as Hong Kong faces oppression, Taiwan will not shrink back but step forward to fight for universal rights. Lawmakers from across party lines have also voiced support for Hong Kongers. We'd like to tell Beijing that the only way to achieve long and peaceful governance is by winning people's hearts. The KMT does not condone anything that undermines freedom of speech, that infringes on people's freedom, or that hinders Hong Kong's democratic development. This is proof that once you become a part of China, they can arrest, kill and beat people as they please. We in Taiwan must be cautious as we face China's aggressive and troublemaking actions. The DPP lawmaker said China was defying the court of international opinion by punishing Hong Kong as a warning to Taiwan. He said China's actions both at home and abroad can only be expected to get increasingly drastic. Taiwan has confirmed its fifth case of a mutant, highly contagious COVID strain from the UK. This fifth case is a British national who entered on December 30th. Also on Thursday, Taiwan reported three new imported COVID cases, one each from the US, Indonesia and the Philippines. Zhang Shangchun, an advisor to the Central Epidemic Command Center, took questions about a suspected case of local transmission that surfaced last month. This case involves a Taiwanese man who tested positive after staying in the same quarantine hotel as a German patient. Tests later showed that the two men's viruses had a similar genetic makeup. Zhang emphasized Thursday that genetic similarity alone does not prove transmission. He said that although it is impossible to rule out local transmission, it's clear that the men's infection did not spread into the community. Taiwan is shivering through its first cold snap of the new year. Temperatures sank to single digits in the north and east Thursday morning. The Central Weather Bureau said the wind and humidity made it feel even colder. Temperatures forecast for parts of Taoyuan, Xinzhou and Miaoli will feel more like sub-zero over the next two days. A scoop or two of hot broth goes over fresh fish. A bite of fish and a sip of soup provide the perfect antidote to the cold. The first cold snap of 2021 has arrived, and it's a doozy. The worst of the chill will be felt early Friday morning to early Saturday. In the northern and eastern parts of the island, lows will reach 6 degrees Celsius. Wind chill and humidity will make it feel even colder. Apparent temperatures could dip to minus 2 degrees in parts of Taoyuan, Xinju and Miaoli. The intensity of this cold wave is about the same as the one that hit on New Year's Eve. In areas north of Taichung and in the east, we're looking at lows of just 7 to 8 degrees. But this cold wave is bringing in more moisture. For people in the north and east, the weather will be cold and damp, so it will cause greater discomfort. In places like Taoyuan and Xinzhou, in towns closer to the sea, the perceived temperature could drop down to zero degrees or go below zero. With the cold wave setting in, it's important to stay warm. Disposable hand warmers can produce heat on demand, but mind that you're not using them wrong. Shake, don't rub to ensure the proper release of heat. 
正确的使用方法就是把刚买来的暖暖包。The correct way to activate the heat is to take the pouch and shake it three to five times. Then place the pouch around your waist, under your belly button. If you're heading out of doors, wrap a scarf around your neck. You can even pull up your hood as extra insulation from the cold air. The cold wave is set to linger until Sunday. Another wave is expected to follow, sweeping in the next day. With chilly conditions to stay until mid-January, make sure to bundle up if you're headed outdoors. It's almost Lunar New Year, and that means time to hang new spring couplets on your front door. Taoyuan City has just unveiled the couplets it will be sending free of charge to city residents. One is a traditional work of calligraphy, sure to delight fans of classical arts. The other is an unusual papercut design based around the theme of the Year of the Ox. It's almost Lunar New Year, and Taoyuan City has released its new spring couplets. Renowned calligrapher Yu Tongsheng put his pen to paper this year. I use the phrase "Spring returns to Earth" to wish us an end to the pandemic in 2021. The city also launched an unprecedented spring couplet in paper cut form. Its message. Wishes fill the earth. Head for 2021. The thick red lines are three ox characters, which together form the character head. Look closely between the lines, as you can see herds of little oxen enacting cultural customs, sweeping the earth, gathering around a banquet table, completing an atayal seed sowing ceremony, and washing pomelo leaves in Hakka style. All Taiwan's ethnic groups are included. 那我们切割成一格一格，用纸雕的方式来创作。其实，在过年期间，我们可以看到，不管是呃。We cut it into lots of boxes and created it through paper cutting. At Lunar New Year, we can see rituals where the Minnan people, Hakka, indigenous Taiwanese, and new immigrants are all making prayers together. Apart from our spring returns to the earth couplet, we have also launched the special version allowing all residents to pray for blessings and increase the festivity. Both of Taoyuan's New Year couplets are rich with symbolic nuance. They'll be given to city residents to hang on the front door and wish the neighborhood a happy New Year. Taiwan shares traded up 1.54% Thursday, following gains in the U.S. market. The Taiex touched an intraday high of 15,270 points before ending at 15,214 on turnover of 338.1 billion NT. Institutional investors overbought by more than 20.2 billion NT. During the session, the bellwether TSMC set an intraday record of 570 NT before closing up 3% at 565. MediaTek and Honhai gained 0.88% and 1.9% respectively. Meanwhile, transport shares fell sharply, following cuts to freight rates to Australia. Evergreen and Wanhai Lines shared more than 5%, and Yangming Marine Transport closed, closed limit down. The pandemic has led to a global bottleneck of computer parts, as the demand for long-distance work and education devices continues to rise. Taiwanese manufacturers such as ASUS have announced price rises for components like graphics cards that are in short supply. The pandemic has created a global bottleneck of many computer parts, including components of microchips and computer processors, specifically CPUs and GPUs. There was already a shortage of graphics cards and motherboards before COVID hit. Now, Taiwan's top electronics makers have warned overseas retailers that prices will go up.
因为接下来是一个呃农历新年。Lunar New Year is coming up. The stay-at-home economy will create shortages of graphics cards and other gaming components. So I believe this wave of price rises is justified. Leading the way, ASUS has raised the recommended retail price of its graphics cards and motherboards. The RRP of its next batch of graphics cards has gone up 20%. NVIDIA's RTX 30 card series have gone up by 10%. There's urgent retail demand for the goods, which analysts say will last throughout the first quarter of 2021. We predict that these graphics cards' price rises in Q1 are just the start. They'll have to keep watching shortages of more fundamental components and making further adjustments. Demand for laptop hardware keeps rising as the pandemic makes working from home and long-distance education ubiquitous. Manufacturers like ASUS and Acer have high hopes for 2021, but with products in short supply, consumers might not enjoy the ride so much. Strawberry season has arrived. For many, that means it's time to head to Miaoli's famous strawberry fields. But if you're in Taipei, you need not stray so far away. Neihu District's Bai Shihu has more than 20 strawberry fields where you can enjoy the fruit in every conceivable way. One cafe in the area offers seasonal strawberry-based food and drinks, such as strawberry pizza and strawberry latte. Formosa News reporter Stephanie Yang went up to Neihu for a look. Miaoli is known as Taiwan's strawberry kingdom, but there are actually many strawberry farms in Neihu as well. In this restaurant in Neihu, patrons can pick their own strawberries and also try strawberry pizza and other strawberry-inspired meals. The thin pie crust is crispy and topped with small and medium-sized strawberries. There's also freshly boiled mulberry, jam, and walnuts. There's also this strawberry beef stew, inspired by red wine stews. The owners of this restaurant created their own strawberry wine to season the sauce. Besides the sweet and savory strawberry dishes, there's also drinks like strawberry latte, perfect for the winter months. Our source of inspiration is the strawberries we plant. At the end of the season or in the off-season, you get small strawberries that people don't want to pick. They are very good quality strawberries, it's just that they are smaller. We use these small strawberries to make strawberry jam and thought up of new creative ways to eat them. We also make this pizza, which has Taiwanese mulberries and walnuts to make it more nutritious. We are always doing R&D. It is really not easy to put out salty strawberry-inspired meals. The farm has six greenhouses where patrons can come to pick strawberries. The farm is open to the public every weekend. We used to grow rice. We started to grow strawberries in 1983, and that was all we did. We let tourists come in and get some experience picking fruits. Then, in 2003, we started branching out. We thought how when parents bring their kids here, the mothers go to the fields with the children and the fathers wait outside. We thought, we could put some seats and offer coffee so that they can sit down and have a cup of coffee. From rice paddies to strawberry farm to cafe, the owners say they wanted to provide strawberry pickers with a place to take a break and rest. The Garden Cafe has hundreds of plants in an outdoor-indoor space. There's staghorn fern, mint, rosemary, and succulents, among others. It's different from ordinary cafes or orchards. We've incorporated discarded things. For example, we have washcloths of steamers that grandma doesn't use anymore. We turn that into a lamp. 
or a pot that can't be used anymore. We made it into a sign. Many of the decorations in the garden were made from upcycled materials. The space has not just become a strawberry heaven, but also a small flower expo for nature lovers to enjoy. For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Wu Dongmao in Taipei. Now, a four-year-old boy in Hualien has melted the hearts of local police with his determination to become one of them. Little Polly fell in love with policing through cartoons, and every day he looks out for local officers on their beats, even wearing his own uniform. Let's head down to Hualien to say hi to the public servant of tomorrow. Roger that, he says into the intercom, tipping his hat. Dressed in a tiny uniform, he looks just like a real cop. Here he checks out our reporter with his torch, chatting to us like a real officer and showing off his costume. Handcuffs, pistol and book of violation tickets. The whole thing costs more than 10,000 New Taiwan dollars. Polly fell in love with the police through cartoons and his dream is to be a chief in charge of catching criminals. He started preschool at three and they did a Halloween thing. We bought him a Halloween costume. Then he started wearing the police uniform. He's been wearing that one since he was tiny. When he finishes kindergarten, he always waits here to see the police. As soon as the police car passes, he calls out to them. I think all the officers around here have seen him. As soon as Polly finishes kindergarten, he puts his little tailor-made uniform on and waits by the front door to say hi to the local police. His lively smile melts the heart of even the sternest officer. Sometimes he even gets to join in their patrols. It's so touching. Being a police officer is actually pretty hard. But he's not afraid of hard work. He wants to become one of us. He says, Mom, don't worry, this is my job. I'll protect you. It's very pleasing that he's always saying that so young. Polly is fired up for the life of a policeman. Maybe one day we'll see a grown up police officer patrolling the patch for real. Queen of Badminton Dai Zing has completed her quarantine in Bangkok, where, she, where she'll play in the Yonex Thailand Open next week. This is her first international competition in more than 10 months, and she's determined to make it count. On Wednesday, Dai thrilled her fans by sharing moments from her first day on the practice court. She's kitted out in battle gear and smiling wide. Taiwan's Queen of Badminton is finally out of quarantine and back on the court. She scuttles back and forth, partnered with men's singles world number two Zhou Tiancheng in a game of mixed doubles. On Instagram, she jokes, With such a legendary teammate, I hardly need to do anything. But it's a different story when the two face off in a singles match. The two trade fire on court, delighting DICE fans on social media. It's been more than 10 months since she's competed overseas, so anticipation couldn't be higher for the start of the BWF World Tour's Asian leg on January 12th. The venue is super cool. Each court is separated by a net. No, not a net. It's a plastic divider. Tsai posted about the competition's COVID measures, which include separating the courts with plastic to minimize infection risk. Besides keeping up with training, Dai is keeping fans up to date on what she's getting up to ahead of the competition. 